start. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a professional. Uh, no. Sorry. Um, welcome to Game Chat, the video game book club on the internet, where we are all professionals at this podcasting venture that we do every week. Um, uh, this week we are talking about Coffee Talk. Coffee Talk was released in January of 2020, um, developed by Toga Productions and published by Toga Productions. Uh, Coffee Talk is a coughing, brewing, heart-to-heart talking simulator about listening to fantasy-inspired modern people's problems and helping them by serving up a warm drink or two. Every week we like to do a little intro question to get to know us as you listeners can get to know us yeah um today's intro question is a very thoughtful very original question when talking about a game involving coffee what's your favorite hot drink starting at the top this is franco and let's see well my go-to is uh coffee uh but on a nothing in the fall beats uh and I haven't had it for a long time, but it's a it has to be done right is uh uh hot cocoa with uh, marshmallows. Those little mini what kind of what kind of coffee do you go for? Are you light uh, roast, medium roast, dark roast? Medium, but yeah, yeah. Definitely not light. The the darker the better. <laughs> yeah. Although yeah, I don't know anymore how much my <laughs> stomach will react. To like express <laughs> or something like that anymore, but yeah, darker the better. Awesome. Uh, this is Jonathan. Um, I guess my my go to hot drink is is coffee as well. Um, right now my my go to with a Keurig is the uh, Starbucks uh, French roast, dark French roast. And like, I just, I just, I, I drink too much of it. <laughs> um, but I, I occasionally will drink some like hot chocolate, but it's, it's nothing. It's, it's like the, you know, just like the powder and hot water. <laughs> but uh, don't do that as often because I'm diabetic. So I can't yep. have like the the good stuff. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> so, but you have to pick your spot. Yeah. But the yeah, but there is like there is hot cocoa, uh, like K cups that like, like have like one gram of sugar in it, and it's just oh, like really? oh, I'm like yeah, and so. And they're not good. I mean, they're not that when sweet. you can't have hot yeah. chocolate, and that's the only thing you can get. It's pretty good. <laughs> Hot water though, because it's like it's pretty thin flavor to it. Well, I mean, I put like half and half in it, sweeten up some. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know what Splenda would do to that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, I played. I played the game on uh, PS4. Well, wait, Chris, what's your favorite hot drink? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. I oh god, I'm sorry. <laughs> So it's usually tea. Um, I don't have a particular 
print. Um, but usually my go-to would be some sort of mint. Um, I did find this new, well, I don't know how new thing new it is. Um, but, uh, it's ground coca beans that have been roasted and then you brew it like coffee. Oh, it's, it's not like a hot chocolate. It's more like drinking dark chocolate. Um, because oh. it doesn't have the like sugars and emulsifiers that like hot, hot cocoa does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, you can sweeten it and put whatever you want into it as to however you want it. But, uh, it's, uh, that stuff's pretty good. So, huh. Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, Frank, you said you played Cop Attack on PS4? Yeah. It's basically, yeah, matching the X. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played it on, on Switch. And, yeah, it's, 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 it's a very simple game. Like, I don't want to call it a visual novel. Because, like, visual novels have a very specific, like, UI and look most of the time. But it's like, it is really... You're watching... You're watching characters talk to each other. So it's more like an interactive, like, comic almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh... But but there are some moments of gameplay when you're making drinks and there is like a small little, I guess, puzzle mechanic, you know, um, where you just you it's every drink is three ingredients and it's like you have your your base, your primary and your secondary ingredient. And the base is limited to like coffee, green tea, tea chocolate and milk mm-hmm. uh and then like and then the other ingredients like more is added as you play and it's like mint cinnamon um ginger uh lemon uh, honey honey and honey yeah um and and where the the puzzleness comes in like as you get further into the game is like depending on the order you put things in, like what you mark as secondary or primary as the ingredient, like you'll unlock like new drink recipes with fancy names and fancy art, pixel art. Um, so, uh, Frank, what'd you, how'd you like the, the gameplay part? Um, it was, it was okay. Uh, I wish they would give you a little bit more, um, like some of the specialty drinks that a couple characters asked for, and I don't really remember. Maybe I wasn't paying attention that they didn't, you know, you know, uh, give you much of a hint mm-hmm. other than sweet and something, and you know, and especially with this mechanic where the order matters. Yeah, you can have the right three ingredients, but if you didn't put them in the right order, it doesn't come out to the right. And it does give you a thing where once you prepare it, it 
you know, it comes up with a name and you can say trash it and start again. Yeah. At first I thought it was five trashes total, but no, it's five t- trashes per day. Because it reset uh, yeah. back to yeah. five at, on the next day. And this yeah. game played over, I guess we should get that, you know, played over a 14 day period. Yeah. With like a little epilogue kind of at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I wish I, I, uh, I understood the, the naming convention kind of thing of the drinks a little earlier, because it's like, if you get the right combination of something, it will give you a, like, fancy name, or, I mean, fancy name, otherwise it will just say, like, if you mix, like, honey, ginger, in coffee, it will just say honey, ginger, coffee, <laughs> you know, right. or, but like, if you do it in the right order, then you'll be like, oh, it's a, it's a gingerbread latte or, you know, and, and they, they do most of the time, I would say like probably about 90% of the time, like they'll tell you the ingredients and then you just have to like guess into order or sometimes they'll, you know, we'll go into like one of the storylines, but one of the storylines is, is like, you're trying to find that third ingredient, you know? Um, and, uh, it was a tough one. Yeah. But, but there were some where they just straight up, they like, didn't tell you. And I, I realized is the only way you can know that if you don't look it up, like I did, uh, <laughs> is, Same. is it's hard to, you know, at the end of each day, there's a loading screen. In each loading screen, it will just show you a random drink. And so there is actually in like. And sometimes I like I tried to recreate those drinks like when because sometimes you have characters who don't ask for a specific drink and they're like, surprise me. Um, but uh, so it's like I think that's the only way you can know to get it right the first go around. And um, I don't know if there's multiple endings. I should have looked that up before we started this. Kind this. of. Kind of. Um, I looked it up yeah, after I got done. But yeah, I ended up uh, after the first week getting a little frustrated with a couple of the, the, the patrons. Uh, I started, yeah, just straight up looking up what the, the what the, what drink they were looking for um but yeah uh it's kids it can get a little frustrating with that uh and what what well yeah the little splash screens before the day or at the end of the day i forget which what it was it just shows you a, a coffee cup with and then with it with the name and you sort of like really have to look at the coffee or the tea or the milk <laughs> And see what's in it. It doesn't tell you the order, obviously, but it'll like you see. Oh, okay, it's a coffee. You can tell if it's a coffee based, and if it has a piece of lemon in it, or there'll be a leaf for mint. I don't know. If yeah. Any way to see what ginger was in a drink on those splash screens, but yeah, it's kind of tough to. Uh, yeah, with ginger, it was like a lot of times it was like if it if it wanted like bitter. Or something. Yeah. Uh, and it had, but... Yeah, for those listening, uh, it, it did have like a little on the, on the, you know, it looks like an espresso machine. 
it'll mm-hmm. tell you like you know the the warmth pool uh sweet and bitter so yeah they'll come in and and maybe for a, ver- a very very sweet drinker and you can go buy that and, you know yeah and there was one drink i forget what it was called but the person wanted like something that's both like cool and warm or something yeah and like, and basically you had to like just equalize. mess with ingredients until they equalized and then they were the same num same number in the little little bar graph thing uh and then like if then it like came out with a unique drink and you're like oh um but so it's a, yeah it was a little frustrating at the time but but there was a couple of them that it's like okay I think it's this like there was a couple times where I I got it and I was like yeah <laughs> and, um did you um did you do any latte art I tried it once and with the with the controller it was like uh no the sensitivity was oh way, yeah i way, way too thick and i'm like yeah okay never mind <laughs> i didn't even notice you could actually do the latte art until like towards the very end of the game when i realized like i moved the controller over and it highlighted it and i was like what and then like i played around in it a little bit but i was rushing to get it done before we started recording and so i was like i don't have time to play around with this but i was like oh I wish I could, but yeah, I had a controller too, so it's like I doubt it would look that good. But yeah. uh, that was it. But it was really cute that they have that in there. Yeah, and, and of course you can only do it with like the latte drinks. You know, if you're just doing like straight up coffee, there is no <laughs> art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think there was a reset if you wanted to like try the art. You know. Yeah. And there, there, I saw after the game there is an achievement and a tro- slash trophy. If you spend one hour doing latte art, I don't know if that's a one time or total. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I don't think that's I'm going to get that trophy ever. <laughs> that's one of the benefits of playing on Switch. No trophies. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that mechanic, the only other mechanic is. Is hitting the the X button or the A button to just move dialogue forward, which you could you could uh, make it autoplay, which I didn't. But <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not not the first. You know, you can go back. I think afterwards and replay days. Yeah, and I think that's when you can like fast forward and do stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Um. Oh, also, uh, there's you do have a cell phone. That you can pull up at any time. Mm-hmm. And it has. I didn't look at all of it. To be honest. But uh, but there's like a. There's like a, a Facebook. S thing. Oh what was it called? Oh god yeah. I don't even know. Oh oh, it had it had an adorable. Silly name. Um, Hold on. I'll, I'll look up the wiki while you're doing that. Yeah. And then. Um, and basically in that. It, like it will just. It will tell you all the. People you you meet in the game how you talk that you talk to and the more you talk to them and stuff like you're a little friendship meter you know and then and then you can like read more about it and there's like more pixel art you know for the characters and it's it's cute um um but it, but you learn so much about the characters just throughout the game it's like it's kind of like uh 
it's kind of just like extra. It's not really needed. And then, um, then there was, uh, um, then there was like a brew, a coffee brew app, which basically it helps you get your start by like telling you certain, uh, recipes for drinks, which like is just the three ingredients in the order. Um, but then as you unlock the name drinks, it will fill up and like it will tell you that you, you still have undiscovered things. So if, I'm pretty sure there's achievement for it, but like if you want to go and make each uh, make each drink, which I don't think you can make each drink. No, I guess you can. You just have to trash it because you only get a limited amount of times throughout the game where you can prepare a drink. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's feasible if you know exactly what you're doing to. Uh... That's right. The Facebook is called Tamadachi. But uh... I have no idea what that means. <laughs> well, it uh, I only know what Tamadachi means because there's like a Nintendo oh, okay. franchise called like Tamadachi Life and then like the little 90s uh I think they're, they're like the little virtual pets, Tamadachis. So I think, I think Tamadachi just means like friend or something. Tamadachi mm -hmm. um, meaning. Yeah, it just means friends. So basically, yeah, it's just a <laughs> friends. Yeah, um, Tamadachi. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. I had the Digimon knockoff. <laughs> um, uh, and then um, and then there's there's like a little news thing which I didn't. I only looked at it once, and I think it just had like a fun little like news story. And then at the beginning of each day, they do like a newspaper showing headlines. Um, you know. Also, I guess we should we should say this game's set in Seattle. And it's set like in our world. You know, they talks about the United States, it talks about other countries and stuff, but at the same time it's like a fantasy version. Like it's almost it's exactly like our world, but it's a fantasy version because there's orcs, there's vampires, there's werewolves, there's mer people, there's there's uh Succubi, Incubi, and, and cat people uh, called, oh, I forget their term, Nico something. Yeah. Like like the Japanese cat uh, fairies. You know, and so it's like, and then there's humans, you know? <laughs> so it's like, uh, so it, it's it's very interesting in that. And that kind of like goes into the whole story is that <laughs> while there's all these like, kind of fantastical things you're looking at and it's a beautiful pixel art <laughs> it's Th this game like <laughs> I guess I, I guess we could go ahead and go into the story sure. and yeah. stuff because uh, I mean the story and the characters all are interconnected because but um oh there's also aliens in this game <laughs> um but um, it's like this game came out in January 2020 and it's kind of like 
we all want to forget the year 2020. <laughs> and it's it's surprising like I haven't looked into the development of this game, but like the stuff like it alludes to kind of in a joking banner that like blew up in 2020. Like they talk, they joke about a zombie virus at the beginning of the game. <laughs> and, and it's like, they're like, oh, it's, it's, it's spreading. And like, there's a character who works at a hospital and everything. And you're just like, oh, oh, because <laughs> it's like, it feels like a very much parallel to, you know, COVID. Right. <laughs> and then, and then also a big subject throughout the game is like, you know, um, you know, uh, interspecies. Yeah, racial. Yeah. Uh, yeah, racial relationships and like racism with parents and like interracial relationships and that guy. And you know, in the game, it's it's portrayed as like elves, you know, succubi, orcs, you know, and then and then they like they even touch on you know immigration because there's a. There's like a mer person, you know, and like it's 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 all <laughs> all this stuff is like very like there's a f- fantasy Instagram filter over <laughs> all the stuff we're currently <laughs> dealing with as a country in the United States. <laughs> and it's and it's like it's like, oh, this is. This is a hit and a little too close to home than I expected. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting what they bring up for certain species and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, like uh, like the werewolves are having mm-hmm. problems getting uh, medications to treat their you know when they turn into a werewolf. Yeah, uh, 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 I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, they're. Um... Yeah, and it's just like there's like a whole big thing about the elves that the elves think they're, you know, high and mighty, high, high and mighty, like they're eternal beings, you know, and all this stuff. And yet the same. It's like it's it's very interesting. Um, But uh, I guess let's just let's go down the list of characters and that will like naturally just flow into their stories. So first off, you play as you play as the barista. Right. The barista is like that's your that's your default name if you want to change your name. I changed my name to Jerb. Jerb. Uh, Jerb. Um, and it fit. I, I felt good for Jerb the barista. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. Then the first person you meet really is Freya. Which, if you download this game, Freya's the green-haired girl on the on the on the icon. <laughs> yeah, she's the main driver of the the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like Freya's a she's a writer. She works for a paper. And she writes is a paper or a magazine. A paper. Yeah. Okay. She works for a paper. She writes stories, and then like her whole kind of story arc is that she's just got a book deal 
so she's trying to write a book and she doesn't know what to write about um but then at the same time because she's working on this book she doesn't want to tell her boss at the paper because of conflict of interest and so like she's stressed and juggling but you know the the barista you're helping her write her book because she writes comes and writes the book every uh every night um then there's a uh, I'm trying to remember who's the next one you mean I think Georgie yeah Georgie you the, the the police officer yeah Georgie the police officer who's just you know <laughs> this is a you know cop on the he's beach. nice he just yeah. comes by talks get some coffee for a shift <laughs> yep um, basically one one of the real quick I want to just the the chief I guess gameplay whether or not things happen is if you make the correct drinks for people, you progress in the Facebook app, like your friendship status with them. Um, and they'll reveal more about themselves in the Facebook. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Or the uh, Tamachichi or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it'll, it, we'll, we'll discuss it at the end, like see if like our stories ended. Cause I thought, I think I got, them all maybe I don't know, uh, but um, maybe I didn't. Now I'm second guessing. So yeah, there's Georgie. Georgie's just the friendly, you know, cop who comes in and gives advice every now and then. And the first like kind of like story arc you you get, other than the overarching one with Freya writing her book, you meet Lua and Bailey's. Uh, Lua is a um, succubus, succubus uh, and she's like very business, uh, businessy. Then Bailey's is her long-term boyfriend, and he's an elf, and he's a freelance designer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and their whole thing is that their parents don't approve. Neither of their parents approve of their relationship, and. It goes into where, because Bailey's is an elf, and you know his parents are you know super like racist, and they're like all about heritage and and you know yeah, elves. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, they're they're the they're the way it's presented is the ramifications would be far worse for Bailey. He would be like so totally disowned and. I guess mm-hmm. in the elven, uh, in this lore, he would lose his immortality. Elves, yeah, in this lore, have are immortal unless they, you know, screw up. I guess and, you know, intermarry. Yeah, do something weird. I guess and they lose their Im- immortality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, Bailey's is he's all like so outgoing. Like he's like, yeah, I hate my family. I'm all I don't care. I just right. want to be with you. And whereas. Lua, her parents don't want her, you know, dating an elf. Like, that's clear. But at the same time, Lua loves her family. And she can't imagine anyone leaving their family. And so that's where their conflict kind of unfolds. Because she doesn't want him to sacrifice, you know, his immortal life. Because what if he regrets it? And, um, you know, and, and like. You know, she's she doesn't understand about, you know, his relationship with his family is different from her relationship with her family. And 
and it gets it's <laughs> once again it's like we're it's elves and succubus and a succubus doing fantasy world things but they're also it's it's such a grounded real story right <laughs> um uh, and um and basically how their story is unfold is depends on meeting the other set of character another set of characters who interact with them and that's um Gala and Hyde. Gala is is a werewolf, but yeah. he's also a hospital administrator. Oh, what was his administrator? Yeah. He's a hospital administrator. And Hyde is a vampire supermodel. Yeah, as as vampires would be. <laughs> yeah. And but that that's another thing that's like funny is like because they're fantasy characters, like a lot of them talk about how they're like They've lived super long, you know, right. like Gala and Hyde. They talk about how they met in the coffee shop you're in. But back in the 60s, when it was a bar and Hyde got beat up by dwarves. Yeah. By <laughs> dwarves. Like, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and, but they didn't specify which 60s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they joked like they joked that maybe it was like the 1860s. And they're like, and you're like. The barista's no, no, no. just like, wait, what? And they're like, no, we're joking. But they're very, they're very coy. Yeah. And, you know, um, and Gala's main thing for the barista, like, gameplay-wise, is he's the one that, like, he's trying to find a, not a cure, but, like, like kind of like what Frank was talking about earlier about one of the things the gone going world story that pops up in the headlines is a sedative medication for werewolves for when they turn into werewolves. They call it the fury when when they're in their fury in our in an uncontrollable werewolf rage. And apparently like it's a big I think it's a commentary on the opioid epidemic. Something like that. Finger on it. Yeah. Because it was it was talking about how there's like there's not that many good like medicines and so they're all getting them offhand, you know, and some of them aren't healthy and working and so he's so Gal is like he's just trying to find like kind of like I guess a, I guess a homeopathic way where he's just like I just need to find the right drink <laughs> to calm yeah. me down when I'm a werewolf. Yeah, and he gives you the start that it's like it's tea and ginger. And it took me a long time to get there, and it might have hurt my my gameplay, my playthrough with Gala's story. Um, but eventually, when you yeah. when you get his drink, I think it's I think it's a uh, it's tea, milk, ginger. That's the yeah. order, and Wait. it's a called a Galahad. <laughs> actually, actually, I think what happens is yeah, it's the Galahad, but it's kind of like in an unnatural order. It's tea. Ginger, then the milk. Um, and, I remember you know, I did it wrong one time. Yeah, and with the same ingredients. When the special, there's a special event that happens, and I still hadn't figured it out. And it's like, I oh, I'm looking this up. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I looked up what Galahad was at that point. I I luckily figured it out like the interaction right before his incident. So that would which be to see if. if 
if that changed the way things go. Okay. Yeah. And then and then Hyde, the, the vampire, like their friends and everything. And I guess Hyde doesn't really have yeah, a story no, arc. Yeah, Hyde. Yeah, he just goes away from everything. You know, he's just kind of there to help, like, stir things. He's you know? sort of like a, a blunt voice of just stating the facts to like, like yeah to, to and lua and bailey yeah and this um free i guess he's sort of like you know yeah yeah well yeah like because free free kind of interacts with every character because free is your always there uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> free is your loyal customer who's there every night um and uh and, like she call she calls a. Uh, High like old old man because you know he's a mortal vampire. Um, then there's a you meet Rachel, uh, who's a uh, pop star, yeah, eighteen year old pop star. She was part of a girl, a big girl group, but she just broke out in her solo career. She's also a cat, uh, <laughs> and um, and of course, like as any eighteen year old. They think they're adults. <laughs> and, yeah, it's and it's constant, more like... Yeah, it's a constant reply slash lead with her. Every time somebody's, like, giving her advice, well, she goes, I am an adult. You know? <laughs> adults don't say I'm an adult. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's kind of it's funny with, with Rachel's story. It, like, starts out very, you know, early. That's like she has problems with her dad. And her mom died, and her dad is like overbearing and overprotective and and like Georgie pops up, gives some wise words and um and eventually you meet Rachel's father, uh Hendry? Is it Henry Hendry? Yeah. It's like it looks like Henry, but it's not quite Henry. Right. It's <laughs> like Hendry. It felt strange, yeah. Um and and you you basically learn more about like you know, they're just trying they both want to reconcile, but like they're, you know, Rachel's, you know, young and hot tempered and dad is overprotective because like he used to be part of the music industry. Like he used to be like a music producer. And so he knows how scuzzy it can be for artists, you know, and so he's just super protective and. uh. And once again, it's like <laughs> it, it like it hits a little close to home sometimes where it's like they're talking. It's like this is a real <laughs> the writing is it makes me feel like and I think that there's kind of a joke at the end where it's like it just feels like they took real conversations and just put a just made funny little cartoons and went with actual conversations that happened. <laughs> um, but uh, so there's Rachel and Hendry. Then there's uh, there's Neil. You don't learn his name until a couple times you meet him. He's just an astronaut. He looks like an astronaut, but he's actually some or there. I guess we don't we don't actually ever know their their gender. Uh, I guess they're not binary, but they they're just a they're an astronaut in a space helmet. But even that, it's it's not. It's not like they're in a spacesuit. It's you're it kind of alludes to that they're like just that's their body. They just chose this form when they came to Earth. And um 
Neil is something. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's an alien, basically. Yeah. And Neil's whole mission, I mean it changes later on, but Neil's main goal is he wants to breed. <laughs> and, yep. and so it's just everything with Neil is just awkward conversations because he doesn't know how earthlings he doesn't understand earthlings or how they communicate. And so it's funny that there's an actual um, like the first time the only reason you meet Neil is because he was supposed to meet like a tender date. Like they don't say tender, but like they're making fun of the tender app <laughs> and like and the tender date leaves it like doesn't show up. <laughs> and So he just comes to the to the coffee and he doesn't understand. It's like we both swiped right. Why won't she breed with me? <laughs> it's like, uh oh, <laughs> and like basically, yeah, they have to have. I know I just said that all these conversations seem like real conversations. I, I really hope there isn't some guy <laughs> named Neil who like had these conversations because that's a problem. Yeah, the but, only um, he's named Neil is because as being an alien, he's like, well, uh, we sort of monitored your this and this is. When, when the topic yeah. case came up, this is, seems to be the big name that always comes up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, which again, it's funny. It's like it's this weird fantasy world, but it's still exactly our world. <laughs> yep. Um, and um, and so Neil's whole whole thing is basically just watching other characters interact with him, trying to teach him, teach them to be human, <laughs> or at least communicate. Yeah, <laughs> there's even like one one night where Neil will ask to work for you and, and get behind the counter and uh, and all that means is basically you make Neil talk to customers and then you make the drinks and then he hands the drinks. And it's funny because even in the pixel art, in the one splash screen image of you of like the hand reaching out, it's like they do replace it with like his big astronaut space orange space glove yeah and, and the, the thing about neil is he drinks with his finger yeah yeah and it's and he also he also never like specifically asked for anything and and it's yeah. like i don't know if there's any correct drink with him they can make whatever you want with him yeah um and then uh the last two uh Two people. There's Myrtle, who um, is an orc and a game designer. And then there's um, Aqua. And Aqua is the, like, mer person. Um, and, uh, and Myrtle, Myrtle's an interesting character because Myrtle shows up, like, pretty early in the game. But it's just a normal, like, coffee shop you know, person where she just, you know, she orders her coffee and she's, you know, reading a book on her phone. Doesn't talk to anybody. Doesn't want to talk to anybody. And the only time you learn Myrtle's name is because Neil mistakes Myrtle for his date. And, oh, <laughs> uh, and like she's not and she was like she's like she almost beats beats um beats Neil, Neil up. up 
and, but I just uh, oh I lost it when Neil was like, "Is your username not Uruk High sixty nine with like high like H I J H but like for all you Tolkien nerds you know the the orcs in Lord of the Rings were called Urukai <laughs> so it's like. Didn't even know that. Uruk High 69. Like, I'm just like, that's such a nerdy joke that, of course, I would get. Um, and, um, but then after you, like, learn Myrtle's name, like, she'll, she'll kind of talk a little bit, but she just kind of is there. And it, but it's not until you meet Aqua. Um, and Aqua starts talking about her job and how, like, she, you know, works for a company. I think it's also uh, like a game company or something. And, um, and like a software development thing. And she mentioned something and then Myrtle like kind of like speaks up. And that's when you find out Myrtle is a game designer who uses that software that Aqua has developed. And then they like they have a connection that way. They start talking more and um and that one's fun because, like, you see their their relationship and friendship like start to form, and like, and all their conversations later in the game, I think, are just straight up just the developers or developers of this game venting about the state of game development in the indies and mainstream, and how how they go to shows and present and stuff like that, and oh yeah, and. And, like, they talk about all that, and there is, like, one conversation with Freya about, like, like they asked Freya, do you play any games? And Freya's like, oh, you know, I just play some, like, weird indie games every now and then, but I don't really play any other games other than that. And then Myrtle's like, oh, that's interesting, because a lot of people play indie games. They're just people who fed up, fed up with the mainstream games. But, <laughs> or, you know, they have a discussion about about like indie games and you know mainstream games and and popular games and everything and I'm like oh my gosh they're having an episode of game chat in the game for game chat (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like what's happening (laughs) and it was it and like it got like it got it got really real (laughs) and um and I love that they had the whole thing where they were going to a, or what they call it, like Wax West, it's or Max West. Max, yeah. But it's it's very obvious the fact, that they're yeah. talking about Pax West because <laughs> they're in Seattle. Right. <laughs> like, um, and oh, I think. And, uh, oh yeah, well that, and then but. Uh, and then there's a. Cow is it? Did they spell it Couchella instead of Coachella? Couchella. Yeah, that's that's where Neil's <laughs> going to go to try to breed. <laughs> that's where they all ended up going. That was like one of the big reveals <laughs> towards the end, because um, Rachel gets a gig to perform at uh, Couchella, right? And um, and you know her dad is super worried. Her dad hates her new manager because he knows the manager is scuzzy and everything, and. But Rachel doesn't want to listen because he's the most popular producer right now and right. all sorts of stuff. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I guess um, just because I don't know, I guess because it depends on our on our coffee, we'll just 
discuss how each kind of storyline kind of ends. Um, so I guess we'll start with with Lua and Bailey's. They uh, go ahead. Because I'm pretty sure I got I got theirs because I got like a little cutscene look at thing. Um, for uh, Lua and Bailey, it's like they each actually have. Lua has a conversation with Hyde, where Hyde says stuff very bluntly, and she gets upset and leaves, but it makes her think about like, you know, and then. And Gala has a conversation with Bailey's on his own. Basically, what both of them end up doing is it makes it makes them both consider what the other one's going through and like their own relationships with families. And at least in my playthrough, because I think I got everything right, um, they do get back together because they kind of have a fight at the very beginning of the game and they meet back up. Um, but basically, Bailey's realizes, you know, <laughs> he was going to leave his family probably regardless of Lua or not because <laughs> he just doesn't like his family. And so it was basically him convincing Lua that, like, you know, that's his choice. He's never going to blame her. You know, right. if he regrets that decision, it's like it, that's his decision. But then also he realizes that Lua still loves her family. She doesn't want to be separated from her family. And so then he, he was like, I'm going to try my best to just to win over your family, even though I'm an elf. And, and then it's like, and then she, you know, Agrees and um, and then I think it ends with like them, uh, you know, working it out. And like Bailey's goes and meets her family. And I think like the joke was like, well, they didn't kill me, <laughs> right. they didn't say no, so that's progress. And so, yeah. like, at the end, it's like they're moving in together, and I think they're like they were opening a business together, like, we're. Well, she where, gets uh, a job where they get an apartment closer to the corner. That's right. Um, and then and then she hires them for graphic design, I think. Right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of go into business together while also like moving in together and they have a happy thing and Yeah. I got a little pixelated cutscene where they kiss and it caught me off guard because the screen went white and Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had the same thing. Yeah. Um and then um I guess uh, Hyde, I mean, again, Hyde doesn't really have the whole thing. He just kind of like dips out <laughs> halfway yeah. through the game. He's just like, I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere. But Gala eventually reaches a point where, you know, you're still trying to figure out his like werewolf sedative drink. Um, and then at one point, <laughs> a werewolf for will bust in and roar and like, and like <laughs> you both Freya and the barista, like both freak out and like, and basically you, you have to give the right drink. Um, I had already learned the gala had at that point. 
And Frank, you said you looked it up, so it's like I don't know what happens if you yeah. don't give him a drink, but um, but if you do give him the drink, he'll um, he'll like come back the next day and like apologize and stuff, but like no one was hurt and everything, and you you actually the crazy werewolf thing because like most of the time it's like oh when you wolf out you're generally at home and safe, but <laughs> it had like a really weird real world answer. In that, like, in that day's paper, it talked about how the hospital was developing a new werewolf sedative. But in the article, it said it wouldn't be ready for, you know, it wouldn't be ready for a long time. They were just developing it. And basically his whole thing was he couldn't get home in time for the full moon because... (laughs) Because of that article coming out, so many people didn't read it. And so all these werewolves went to the hospital for the new sedative that didn't exist yet. <laughs> and so he had to to like stay at the hospital and like help all these werewolves who were <laughs> and like, so he couldn't get home. So he turned into his werewolf self. And so he did the only thing he could do, which is go to the coffee shop to get his calming tea. And it's like. That's a werewolf drama I never imagined watching. <laughs> You know, um, and there there is stuff you you learn through Hyde about uh, Gala's past and how he like he fought in the war, and like you know werewolves aren't you know seen positively really, and that's why he never tried to become like a doctor or anything. He just wants to be a, a like a hospital administrator. Um, did you learn any more of his backstory, Frank? No, that's not it. I mean, yeah, he was. An, okay. Yeah, and that he's always, you know, he, they keep offering him promotions, but he does doesn't take them because he kind of likes where he what he's doing. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, that he's basically yeah, just a yeah, a uh, werewolf wolf uh, <laughs> moving his way through life. Uh, yep. Uh, so yeah. And they don't really, uh-huh. I mean, there's no big, like, they're still, like, the, the other, only other thing with them, him, and um, Hyde is that uh, uh, he was a bodyguard for Hyde for a while because Hyde got into a bar fight. Yeah. And uh, Gala came to his rescue, and then he was a bodyguard for him for a while, and then, you know, eventually he got it. Yeah, and Hyde out. helped him out. Yeah, like Hyde helped him get help, and that's what inspired Gala to go into you know hospital administration to help people. Um, and then I think at the very end, because we'll we'll talk about this at the very end, they do um like little postcard picturettes of like where they where they all went, you know, and um and I I could be wrong, but I think it, it does it not allude to that. Hyde and Gallo have a relationship, like a a sexual relationship, because <laughs> it was like, because yeah. because it was like Hyde came back from Korea and gave everyone gifts, and the picture is of Hyde and Gala, and Hyde is giving <laughs> giving Gala like furry handcuffs. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, is that what it was? Furry handcuffs? I thought it was like a chew toy. I at first I thought it was a chew toy, but I think it was furry handcuffs. Right. <laughs> so I was like. 
Oh. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, then, but, um, yeah. Um, and then, uh, I guess we'll, we'll go into, uh, the, the, the Couchella scenario. So, Neil goes to Couchella because he he's still trying to learn how to communicate better and how to better breed with with earthlings. And and uh, I love the whole conversation where he's just like, so I'm going to Couchella because I have heard there is much breeding that happens at Couchella. And, And like Freya and everyone there are just like, I mean, you're not wrong. Right. <laughs> and um, and at least in my game, you never see Neil again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no. After Catchella, yeah, he goes away for a while. Yeah, it'll send you a postcard. And, like, one of the postcards is, like, from New York. And you're like, you don't know exactly why Neil went to New right. York. Although, but... <laughs> in the meantime, uh, I forget when exactly this guy shows up. A man in black shows up. Oh yeah, yeah. And, an agent and about uh, aliens showing up at the bar, and he's like, oh, "I don't know what's good. you're talking about." Yeah, no. I I love that the way you convince them is is just like because they they very specifically look for Neil because they're like he's a, they're in a spacesuit walking around saying weird things, and then and you say, "Well, wouldn't <laughs> if an alien was trying to infiltrate Earth." Don't you think an astronaut suit would be a little too obvious? And the agent's like, you know what? You're right. We're okay. being pranked. <laughs> yep. And then the agent goes away. Um, uh, but yeah. And then yeah. you also. F- oh, what were you going to say? Well, I just going to say Ben Myrtle and Aqua, they sort of like. Oh, yeah. They they uh, had a decent time at uh, Coachella and. Yeah, they they actually went to Coachella because because yeah, there's a whole commentary with Myrtle and like Crunch and Crunch in the game industry. <laughs> Again, this came out at the beginning of 2020, like right on the precipice of all the stuff that's been happening for the past <laughs> yeah two three years. <laughs> so, um, but but they needed a vacation. Yeah, so Aqua like tape makes. Makes Myrtle go on a vacation. They go to Couchella and then also go to Max West. And Myrtle helps uh, Aqua present her indie game at Max West. Uh, right, gives her all the tips. Don't make the demo too long. You don't want to present the whole game. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's some honest, like real, like game developer advice in this yeah. game. <laughs> like it's crazy. Um, and then Rachel, she performed at Coachella, but she comes back to the cafe angry because her dad like made a scene backstage and got kicked out because he got in an argument with her manager and and completely embarrassed Aqua or embarrassed uh, Rachel. Rachel. And so Rachel was like, meet at the meet at Coffee Talk to to so we could discuss what happened. And, um, and, you know, everyone's trying to, like, calm Rachel down. And Rachel's about to go to a a party at that her manager's throwing at, like, a... 
nightclub. Yeah, exclusive. At a nightclub, which was like, it's only 21 and older, but she's like, but if I say his name, I can get in. And like Freya and everyone else is like, that's not a good thing. And then she's like, I'm 18. I'm an adult. Yeah. It's like, ah, uh, no, no. <laughs> it's yeah, like, no, I, yeah. we've, we've heard he parties hard. Well, that's great. I don't think that means what you think it means. Yeah, exactly. Rachel, that, <laughs> it's, that it's that, that kind of. Yeah. The boy. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then anyways, yeah. a cat comes into the bar and the cat's beat up and and everyone's like, why is there a beat up cat? And then Rachel's like, that's my dad. <laughs> and um, and then Gala ends up helping him take him to the to the hospital. And you find out the next day that after the show, uh, Rachel's dad heard people talk you know, very perver- pervertedly about like some fans like time very pervertedly about her, you know, after her performance. And so, um, yeah, it turned out to be the crew from, yeah, it turns out to be the manager's bodyguards. Yeah. So who, yeah. And, and so, and, and so the father was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fight these thugs, but he fought him as his cat form. So no one could tie him to her to embarrass her. And so that's why he got beat up was because he he fought him as a cat. And it's like and then and they everyone finds out the whole the connection that those were the managers people because apparently the party that Rachel didn't go to because she went with her dad to the hospital. That party apparently went crazy and police were called and. People got arrested and people. Yeah. And it was real bad. And so so Rachel finally like realizes that like, oh, my dad was just trying to protect me. You know, he's still a bit overprotective and we need to work it out. But and and like their little post credit thing is is. Uh, uh, I, I think her dad like does become her new manager mm-hmm. and she's still doing her solo career. Um, and then I think that, I think that just leaves Freya, which Freya's whole thing is like she's very stressed out trying to write this book, and she her book is basically the game Coffee Talk because she's gonna write about the people and conversations she hears in the coffee shop, but she's gonna like make it a slice of life thing and. Anyways, she she ends up getting fired from her job because her boss finds out that she's been writing a book and not the stories for the paper. <laughs> um, and so then it puts more stress on Freya towards the end of the game to to write a book, you know, because like now yeah, her her, her livelihood. livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, and and you you help her get through that and and also <laughs> thinking back it's like that this game only takes place over the course of 14 days it's like she wrote a book in well, 14 days she wrote a draft a draft she wrote a draft yeah that's right she wrote a pitch draft that's right and but then, still ooh, it's a it lot her? was it that there was a whole conversation between her and somebody else if it, it was neil no it wasn't neil about oh maybe it was uh God, I forget who it was. 
about how long a draft should be, how long it's going to take you to. Oh yeah, it was it was with Neil because Neil yeah. kept like doing like numbers because yeah. that's how he thinks. Uh, how many words? Yeah. Okay, and oh, if well, how long is the draft going to be? Well, you, he says you could probably get it done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she's like not she hasn't slept in like five days, and you know. Yeah, and I did wonder if there was a choice because she's she always asked for espresso, which is the easiest thing to make, <laughs> and and um and there's a point where it's like she like <laughs> like they changed her pixel art to make her look very tired and like yeah. sad looking, <laughs> and she's like, "Give me espresso," and everyone's like, "I don't think that's wise," and I I almost purposely got the order wrong, but I was afraid to because I wonder. I wonder if something different will happen if you like give her uh, like warm milk. <laughs> like, will she go to sleep or? Yeah, I don't know. But um, but eventually, at least in in my post credit things, like she she wrote the book, got it published. But then I think it said it didn't sell well. <laughs> yeah, same thing. And I think there well, which leads into the the, the epilogue. Hmm. Um. Which is uh, a, a guy in scrubs. After all this, a guy in scrubs walks in in a, a, a with a like a blonde uh, looking guy in scrubs, and it turns out it's Neil. <laughs> He's oh. got a disguise. I didn't see that. Is that after the credits? Yeah, it's after the credits. Oh no, I have watched after the credits because I because I had to come yeah. to the show. <laughs> But he, uh, well, I'll ruin it for you, Jonathan. I'm sorry. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, he alludes to something that the barista has a, a secret. Oh. And what it, it, I, I read the endings, and it, this is actually the, the true good ending. You have to go and play three certain days back because the, the Neil uh, alludes to the times you screwed up on day three and on day. Uh, I think what was it, day eight, and I think another day, day ten, and you quote unquote revealed yourself. Oh, yeah, interesting. And basically, basically, what it is that the barista had foreknowledge of certain things in Freya's life, huh? And I guess if you replay those days, and I don't even know if there's an option. I think you just have to replay those days. Uh. She catches you on it. And it turns out you're a time traveler. What? Yeah, and then um, she includes that in her book, and that makes the book a huge success. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I think there's a certain way to do it. I saw a YouTube video on it. You basically only have to replay three days. And I don't even, you know, the guy played it so fast, I couldn't tell if there was a certain response you had to do or the, just the fact that you replayed it, you know, in the plus game and went to those three certain days and just played through them, the, the, the convo. Mm-hmm. That she catches you and they're like, oh, wait a minute. You said, you know, like he, like the, she mentions, or I think if you play the game early on, uh, first time through it, she mentions she got in an elevator with her boss. And I think if you replay the day, he actually, the barista mentions it before she does. Huh. And she's like, how did you know that? 
you know, and you get do- and all of a sudden you get do- very dodgy on it. And there was two other times, like I said, that that then she catches you on something that you shouldn't have known. So huh. he's he's sort of like, you know, in other words, he's sort of like gone through this multiple times. That's that's interesting. Yeah, and I think that kind of adds to the whole like weird meta-ness of this game because. Yeah, I did because like you are that. the you are as the player technically a time traveler because you're replaying games to get the best endings. <laughs> exactly, that's what you're doing. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And that's the the second slash good ending. And I yeah, so that makes her. Wow. Book. Yeah, I think first run through everybody. You know, her book is a mediocre book, but yeah, if you play those last those other three days and you get caught knowing things you shouldn't have known with Freya and Neil mm. pretty much figured it out. That's what the, the very last post credits scene is about. Neil had figured it out that you, that you're not exactly uh, just a normal barista. It's interesting. Yeah. I figure what the, yeah, you have to see what the dialogue is. Well, yeah. You get, I'll have to watch it. So, yeah. So yeah, get the dialogue. Um, yeah, that's cool. And there is a coffee talk episode two. Hibiscus and Butterfly comes out next year. Yeah, I saw um, that. Um, it is, we haven't brought up, but it is It is sad that the earlier this year, um, in, in March, the writer and creator of Coffee Talk uh, passed away. Oh. Yeah, he was, um, he was only uh, 32 that so all the all the best wishes to toga studios and everything because i i'll go ahead and just jump right into you know ratings and stuff i really enjoyed this it was a very nice you know short fun little 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 game that didn't cause me to think too hard and I mean, I mean, some of the copy orders did did require you to kind of think and pay attention, but it wasn't like I, it makes me think of um not not Necro or Barista. What was it? Valhalla, that coffee drink game. What was it called? Oh yeah 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 Valhalla. Yeah, was that coffee or was that the alcohol? Was that yeah, bartending. Oh, bartending. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like VA11 Hall A. Cyberpunk bartending, which I remember I didn't finish it when we played on Game Chat, but I played like a good chunk of it. And it's like I enjoyed it, but the drinks in that game were a lot more complicated. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's like I appreciate it. this was just literally just three, three ingredients and the first ingredient's only going to be like a couple choices, you know. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, no, I thought the story was was fun. The weird meta ness of it, that and how like real it hit, while at the same time being Seattle, but there's elves and orcs and mermaids and aliens and time travelers apparently it's like it's it's 
it put a nice like little fantasy spin on our real world i thought um and yeah it was just like it was a fun little little experience to go through um so and also i really liked all the pixel art it was just really good pixel art i thought and like especially the pixel art of the coffee because it made me want to try all these coffees that i would never ever think to try <laughs> but some of them looked good um so i'll i'll go ahead i'll give it a I'll give it a nine out of ten. Uh, I mean, I liked it. It was okay. The art, like, I enjoyed the art, and I enjoyed the most of the writing. Just that it was a little, and I kind of understand. Uh, like, it, you know, on a scale of one to ten, the the level, the depth of what was going. You know, I thought the they could have gotten more depth out of each of the characters. But I understand they had a lot of characters in the game, so now it sort of thins out what you can do. So instead of like having four, you know, four or six strong stories, you ended up with, you know, you know, sort of a little light on the stories. You know what I'm saying? They're, yeah. Because it's basically, you know, one beats on, on each pairing with the conflicts and stuff. Uh, but you know, other than that, I mean, I mean, game-wise, as a game, it yeah, you're just basically mashing the X button, getting your way through the game, uh, through all the dialogue. So, which at times, you know, after a while, you're like, uh, just like blasting through stuff. <laughs> it's like I understand what the conflict is, you know, and there's not much I can do about it. I don't think whether or not, you know, that's an interesting thing. You know, if you don't develop relationships with these characters what happens if you constantly screw up drinks what happens um so yeah that's an interesting what if but i don't think it matters much but anyway i enjoyed it it was quick it's a quick easy play uh so i'd give it a seven and a half all right well thank you all for joining us this week on uh, game check next week we are t uh started we're we have another big game uh, we're going to be playing inscription uh by uh developed by daniel mullins game published by devolver digital um inscription is an inky black card-based odyssey that blends the deck-building roguelike escape room style puzzles and psychological horror into a blood lace smoothie darker still are the secrets inscribed upon the cards uh i probably could have found a more informational synopsis but you know that it's a good good spooky halloween october game um we'll have our first chat uh about our first impressions of the game next week and then we'll have a big end end of game chat um hopefully we'll try to do some streaming of it every now and then in our discord um so if you want to come join our discord talk with us share our pictures of your dogs <laughs> so anyways 
if you want more game chat, you can find us on all the podcast places, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, all those good places. Um, you can find us on all the social media handles and everything. Um, you can leave us a review or ask us a question or we if, yeah, I I will say we'll probably read it if you send us stuff <laughs> and we'll we'll share it on the show. If you want to send us a review or or your own thoughts about games or something um, or, you know, you can send us pictures of dogs at not enough dogs at the game chat dot net right. as our actual email address. Send us pictures of dogs. Thank you. So come back next week. We'll be time our first impressions with inscription. So until then, thanks for listening and we'll chat at you later. Bye. Bye.